It's springtime in Fort Worth, Texas. Greetings, I'm Mackenzie Hughes with Fort Worth Camera. Today we're going to continue our spotlight on our nine ambassadors. If you didn't know we had an ambassador program for a camera store, we do. And it's very, very cool. It's very diverse in terms of uh, brand selection, shooting style, and personalities. And today we are sitting with Andy Simon. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm I and and uh, Greg are doing fine. By the way, that's Greg Woods, our engineer and co-host. Hi, Greg. Okay, maybe <laughs> maybe you heard that, maybe you didn't. But <laughs> so when we set out to create this program for a camera store, this ambassador um, uh, project, it, I, I do need to kind of tell a little bit of backstory before we talk to Andy because we will continue this discussion with all of them. But the the original point was less about getting traction on social media basically basically um influencer marketing mm -hmm. you know established fort worth photographers or you know north texas photographers talking about us and how great we are you know and but it was really about focusing attention on key divisions of our our business and that was there's a studio there's we rent gear there actually is an art gallery or photo gallery and we have a big event that happens in May, which, by the way, the Fort Worth Photo Fest is coming to you May 10th through the 21st, 2018. All of the events, including Andy's, can be seen at Fort Worth Photo with an F, Fest with an F, dot com. And let's start, Andy, how would you actually describe what you do as a photographer? If you had a, a word to describe what you shoot, what would it be? Well, I guess uh, in one word, I primarily shoot fashion okay that's fine that's a good word yeah fashion or editorial. <laughs> covers a lot of ground yeah it does it's um kind of a broad range and whenever you dig deep and describe exactly what kind of shooting that entails it's better than the word i was going to use which was modeling because that's a yeah. little bland yeah but there is a fashion side of things which is even more specific well when you say modeling i think your mind could immediately go towards portrait or fashion or lingerie or boudoir or you know just it, it, it's just it's just broader so it's it's more important to be specific as in terms of what kind what kind of work that you're shooting which is fashion so your mind automatically goes towards that kind of look and style we've been criticized doing this podcast so far that it's not a video podcast i don't know if you knew that but there is a reason why it's an audio only even though we definitely deal with the visual arts but it's to kind of heighten your other sense, you know, you know, audio versus and, and triggering your your imagination a little bit more. And for those of you who have not met Andy before, she's a fashionable person. I should say this, Andy, you're a fashionable person. I am. I love fashion. Okay, yeah, and I I, I see you about town, shopping at nice places, and there's nothing. I mean, it's fantastic that we live in Fort Worth and we have these op yeah. opportunities to, to get better apparel and fashion. Mm -hmm. So how does your own sense of fashion apply to what you want to shoot? Well, I think growing up, I've always liked fashion. I've liked the look that it gives. It makes you almost feel significant or important. It just makes you feel dressed up and and makes you feel good inside and out. So I think that 
I kind of, with my own fashion sense, I just apply that towards my photography. And, you know, whenever I do shoots, some of my own fashion stuff I'm able to use with it. And I just think that for fashion, the better and the higher branded the designer, it just, it, it suits the editorial style. So it's nice that not shoe size wise, but like my purses, my accessories, I'm able to use that for shooting. So, and it's nice that we have the Clear Fork area just down the street and they have, you know, stores that I can pull sources from and clothing and stuff. By the way, folks at Neiman Marcus or the shops at Clear Fork, yeah. we're mentioning you right now on our podcast. So if you want to kick down some gift cards for Tiffany or Neiman's, that's up to you. We'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite um, your cosmetic counter at Neiman's? At Neiman's? Uh, it's kind of a toss-up. Right now, okay, I like the Tom Ford counter and the Chanel counter, but there's so many different cosmetics lines inside Neiman's, it's kind of hard to just hit every single one. So normally Tom Ford and Chanel are always the first ones when you walk in the door, so I just go there. Maybe we should talk more about that too. Yeah. I, did, I didn't plan on talking about it, but makeup is such a big deal to mm-hmm. fashion photography and of course i'm a dude i don't know anything about that i know that there's a place called the mac counter at a, a department store yeah they don't even have mac inside neiman's but i do think yeah makeup and how how your hair and makeup are styled during shoots is really important and i don't really necessarily think that the higher quality makeup the better it'll look on you i think if you've got mm. good skin and you put makeup on, it'll look good no matter what. But it is nice to know that you're using, like, Chanel. You can just say that. But I could have a flawless face and say, oh, I'm using Maybelline. Or the same the same kind of look and use Tom Ford. And it's, like, five times as expensive. But it's just it's just a label, you know, a Ford versus a Range Rover. I mean, you, dri- you drive those for status. So, well, the Range Rover for status, you know. So it's just, it gets you from point A to point B. So you're just basically paying for status. So speaking of applying makeup, no pun intended, to your photo shoot, you have a a Fort Worth Photo Fest event, and that's going to be May 12th. That's right. Yeah, and it's going to be called Roller Boogie. I think that's perfect. It's going to be pretty cool, and it's going to be shooting models at a roller rink we actually reserved, Rollerland West. Mm -hmm. That's 7325 Calmont Avenue in Fort Worth. And, um, yeah, we're going to have a couple models dressed up in period costume. 77, 78, tube socks. Yeah, about like the Farrah Fawcett era. Yeah. So we'll have the flipped out hair, the little hot shorts, tube tops, neon. We got a lot of people signed up for this, by the way. It'll be good. It'll be cool. Because inside of roller skating rinks anyway, they have, you know, the disco ball. So that kind of casts like really cool shadows and lighting uh-huh. onto the wood floor. And then they've got all those like little strobes moving around. So I think that, I mean, that's it basically is like your own gels that you can use there. And it's just natural backdrops. They got groovy yeah. old 70s lockers. And, and the carpet. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's perfect. It's very fitting. We'll bring so. hand sanitizer. Yeah. I shot there once and we got in <laughs> trouble because I guess they didn't know what we were doing. It was Eric and I that were shooting in there <laughs> and everybody was looking like, what are they doing? Cause I would be sitting on like the little, like the air hockey table. <laughs> so all the dads were like, what in the world? Like the dads weren't complaining. The dads were like really interested for some reason. I don't know. Why. Huh. 
But uh, the moms, I think the moms were the ones, the women that were <laughs> complaining. They're like, why is this woman wearing a crop top? So it's, it's glad that we asked for permission. So that way people aren't being blindsided and they're like, what in the world is happening? Well, yeah, we not only have permission, we yeah. have a permit. We have access to, to, yeah. to the whole place. Perfect. And that, that actually brings up another good point. You have a unique perspective as a photographer because you're also a model. Correct. In a sense. In a sense, yes. M- mostly with your husband, Eric Estes, another forward camera ambassador who's a good, good guy and good friend. But how does that lend better vision to your own photography actually being on the other side of the lens? Or does it? Ooh, okay. Well, good before question, I even... Huh? It is yeah. a very good question. Before I even knew how to shoot... First off, I'm like self-taught anyway. So I think that you can learn a lot about photography and shooting and lighting and composition just on on classes or YouTube videos that are offered online, having friends that can have the time to show you. But um, before I even learned about photography, I always knew how to pose. I knew what angles worked best. And then one day I said, you know what? I'm kind of tired of having to do my hair and makeup. So I want I really want to learn how to operate a camera and like know the techniques and, and the rules and stuff like that whenever mm. you're shooting with different types of cameras, whether it be medium format, large format, digital, um, medium format, digital, all of those. Um, and I just kind of learned and evolved. And when I go back and look at photos that I shot three years ago when I was doing macro shots of like pennies and leaves, I'm like, man, I've come a long way. But I just think that I'm constantly thinking about photography, looking at photos for inspiration. I'm looking at different types of cameras. If I want something with like a nice glow and I'm shooting portraits, I shoot with my Leica M240. Or if I want photos that are very tack sharp, that you can pull it, like if you shoot a little overexposed and you can retain highlights, pull the shadows down, I shoot with my Phase 1 IQ240, which is a medium format digital camera, which I love. Uh, if I want something that's very vintage and old school, I shoot with my Hasselblad 501CM as well as my Polaroid 195 LAN camera. And I love using that. And I, I just actually taught myself how to do bleach Polaroids. Wow. And I just found it on a website on YouTube, actually. I just Googled um, how to bleach process your, your film. Did you Google how to actually find film? I think Eric did that. <laughs> secret, Eric pulled the film. Stash. I just did the shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a freezer at home that's full of Polaroid film and it's too valuable to actually use. Exactly. What a weird concept. A couple of weeks ago, I shot with the land camera and the film I hadn't shot with it. It's been sitting in the fridge for a good long time, almost about a year. And half of that pack mm. was ruined. It's like expired womp, film. Womp, so womp. it was, it had like, whenever I shot the model, her head was like, it was like a big white blob on her head like it didn't process right yeah you know whenever you pull it out of the camera so now your conventional i guess i guess you could say conventional camera is a canon i have a canon 1dx that i like the reason why i like that is if i'm shooting a model or if i'm shooting someone outside that's moving what i love about that camera is that it has a high um shutter speed so i can I can shoot like multiple images very quickly, whereas opposed to phase one, it's like very clunk chunk, clunk chunk. It's slower. So you can't have like those high, high shoots, high movement. Tech tip number 353. For those of you listening out there with a DSLR, considering using continuous low or 
even continuous high, Can, even yeah. when you're shooting portraits, because yeah. you don't know which expression you're actually going to end up with. So you may as well sample as many as you can. Exactly. And then when you pull those images into Photoshop, you can always just pull different images and then like kind of paste them together. Yeah, so like if you like her expression, like her eyes on one shot, if you like how the hair is blowing her hair, her face blowing across her face for another mm. shot, you can just kind of like blend them in. Yeah, not just Photoshop. for sports. Not just, not for, just sports. for sports, yeah. There's a great scene in Hard Day's Night, uh, Beatles movie, it's black and white, it's great, uh, where they're taking pictures at a, a press party of George Harris and he's going, and it just shows yeah. every different expression. He's just kind of hamming it up and it's funny. But that's exactly what I think about when using continuous motor drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to speak. And I feel like the Canon never fails, honestly. I've never had any issues with my Canon. Is that to say that you've had issues with all the other Uh The Phase cameras? 1, sometimes the shutter will lock up. Yeah, because big, it's, big shutter. It's such a big shutter that it'll just... And the windows will almost kind of like... Hmm. They'll get locked and trapped. And you basically have to take the lens apart from the body, turn off the camera, and let it sit for like a good hour or two and oh. then it resets it's it's weird it's happened like two or three times well good thing we don't actually yeah. sell phase one cameras because yeah. otherwise that would be a, b- a bad thing for us to say as a dealer yeah but it does go to prove that it's like a bear trap we step into in every one of these uh these uh, interviews where we end up kind of talking about brands of cameras and it's a kind of a fine line we got to tread because do you tread fine lines or do you walk fine lines? We're going to go with walking fine lines. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we'll we stick with that, that fine one. line. Because we sell these brands of cameras, and in your case, there hasn't been a, an example better than you discussing that it's okay to shoot multiple brands of cameras. Oh, exactly. Because they all do different yeah. things. I'm not a brand Nazi. I don't commit myself to just one label, like Leica or Canon yeah. or Nikon. I I love having the option that I do. And the selection that I have to choose from whenever I'm, you know, if I'm in the mood to shoot with the Leica, I'll just grab that. And the good news is that I know how it operates. I know the settings. I know how to adjust my lighting. And the only thing that, the only downfall is that if I'm shooting and I bring three different types of cameras, you have to quickly adjust and the settings that you have for the Leica have to be different for the phase one. It's it's not the same. Do you know, do you understand? Oh, like, yeah. So I just... I, I like having the option and I, and I like knowing how other cameras operate because each camera has like a different, a different sweet spot. Yeah. That's so, a great way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of sweet spot or location in this case, could you give us a ratio of, or percentage rather, how much you're shooting on location outdoors or indoors in a studio? Not that it makes any difference, but just kind of curious. Well, now that it's warming up, I feel like we're going to probably have about a month of perfect weather, and then it'll just go straight into summer. (laughs) It goes from 30 to 90 very quickly. Uh, I prefer to shoot indoors strictly because you can keep everything, like your clothes, the hair and makeup, the stylist. They can keep all of their stuff in a a climate-controlled area in one spot. They're not having to drag it around. And... I don't know. I just I just prefer shooting studio. I feel like location it's just more it's more stressful having to navigate, drive around, find a spot, pick a parking spot, get in trouble for parking there, have to move. <laughs> um you know, she's you know, the model's allergic to mosquitoes or something, so we can't <laughs> shoot outside. We have to move it all inside. I, I prefer that, but 
the only thing that I, about Fort Worth is I don't know of a lot of, I don't know of many locations to really shoot that are very interesting or have access to. I'll just say it that way, have access to. I'd love to shoot on top of, in downtown Fort Worth, on top of one of like, one of the like awesome hotels or like a historic building. I know a place you can shoot, Andy. Where? Fort Worth camera. Fort Worth camera is the perfect place to shoot. Especially, yeah, yeah upstairs, downstairs, the studio down there. It's Shameless sales pitch number 353. Yes. Uh, and honestly, it's less of a, a sales pitch talking about our, our studio that we rent out, but it's funny because you use it a lot. I do. And we take advantage of the fact that you do use it and, and turn it into a, a promotional piece. We use your images yeah. to promote it. Uh, and actually, if you go, go to forward camera and you go downstairs and use one of the, 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 the nice restroom, not the kind of the, the broom closet one, but the nice <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, yeah, we have a, po- a poster hanging up in, in there that looks pretty cool. It says girl power. Yeah. You actually, While you're pooping. It, come on. <laughs> or washing hands or, washing or changing. Hands. Yeah, it's the Andy. perfect place for Andy's. <laughs> for Andy's I think the, the point I was trying to make was that it actually features you shooting in the upstairs it room, does. which was not initially designed to be a studio, but it ends up being a very uh, sought after place to shoot here at Forward Camera because it has this really great, well, the whole place is made of cement. I feel like what really drew upstairs, what really drew its attention was last year for Fort Worth Photo Fest when we were shooting up there and the natural light, the window light that came through was just very soft and very pretty. And when we would take portraits, the images looked really great. And you're right, like the the concrete wall, it looked like a backdrop that was actually being hung. Everybody always asks about it. They're like, what kind of backdrop is that? And I'm like, no, it's just the the wall. Yeah. You, you and Dixie Dixon use the room a whole lot. Yeah, I love it. It's just, it's perfect. And it's, it has, you know, tall ceilings and there's enough space for people to watch or to assist. Downstairs I like as well. I just, I just feel like upstairs there's just a little bit more room. Cool. More, more room to move around. But they're both great spaces. I love using them. We're down to our last two questions. But the first question happens to be, you know, what is it like? We touched on it briefly. What is it actually like to photograph side by side with your husband? I mean, it, it, how much have you learned from him? How much has he learned from you? Do you actually meet somewhere in the middle in terms of styles? I do think we meet somewhere. Well, he knows that I know a lot more about style because I'm constantly on my phone just looking at fashion and styling and what's out, what's new. And I do want to say that. And, and we'll get Eric on here at some point, but his images are fantastic. They are. I mean, they're, they're, he's very talented and it's not his main gig. He does. He's got a real job, mm-hmm. but he's a photo enthusiast who's yes. really, really got a technical mind. He does a he lot more, a lot more technical than I do. Quite and frankly, be it black and white film, mm-hmm. digital incorporates landscapes and figures, bodies mm-hmm. in a way that is not only, you know, sensual, but, dramatic i think he looks beyond the actual figure the body i think that he just sees something very artistic in the highlights and shadows that hit the body so it's not just oh that's just skin that's flesh of a woman it's it's in eric's eyes it's beyond that and i do think that we meet in the middle as far as when we shoot together he is a lot more technical and understands 
setting up lighting a little bit better than I do. And he's far better at explaining his vision and how to set it up and how to meter for this kind of look that you want. That's his strong point. And I think that we balance each other out too is on my side, I'm better at communicating my vision across to models. And I think that's what Eric says is my strong point whenever I'm telling these models, male or female, what my vision is and how I want the images to come out. I'm really good at conveying that message to them and then the models execute it. They understand and I make them feel like they're doing, I mean, and they are doing a great job. I never make them feel like they're just a model, like just a face and I'm just using them to get images. I, I make them feel comfortable and I make sure that they have a good time. You ever suffer from photo burnout or oh, overload? Oh, I do. And I, yeah, I do. And I, I will take a break from shooting and I'll, I'll, I'm constantly being inspired. Even though I'm not shooting, I'm still constantly looking at images. And so that way when I do get back behind the camera, I have something new to bring to the table, a new idea, a fresh idea. Our final question, because everybody gets asked this question. Bring does, it. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Does Fort Worth ever cross my mind? Explain. Okay. So yet another person who doesn't understand the reference. I may need to come up with a final, uh, a better final question, but I don't, yeah, I'm, we are going to go with it. So there's a guy. Okay. George Strait. Maybe you heard of him. I have. Okay. He wrote a song called, Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind? Oh, I've never heard that song. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but what we're hoping to get out from you is that, you know, what does Fort Worth actually mean to you and, and what sense of the city do you, do you enjoy you know, does it actually, you know, are you happy living here? I love living in Fort Worth. I think that upon moving here, I was always out in Dallas. And when I moved here in 2013 with my, back then he was just my boyfriend, Eric. I wasn't used to just how much more chill it is over here as opposed to other cities like, you know, Austin, Houston, Dallas, which are like far more congested. I fell in love with the quaintness and it's such a small community to where everyone just kind of knows each other. And like you run into each other at, at the same places, the same stores, same restaurants. And I just think that it's more genuine here in Fort Worth and it's, it's my home. I love living here and the people that, that live here also. Join Andy at Roller Boogie with Andrea Simon and Eric Estes, May 12th during the Fort Worth Photo Fest. That starts at 5 p.m., and you can read all about it and sign up. Not a lot of money either. It's, it's, it's pretty inexpensive, but you're going to have a great time. Plus, you get to actually roller skate. The event actually includes roller skating in addition to photographing gorgeous models with cool lights and cool backdrops. Another thing that will be provided are Band-Aids. So when you bust your ass Good. when you fall. Good. <laughs> uh, Knee pads want... and <laughs> butt pads will be provided. Okay. F fair enough. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll add that to the budget. Uh, Andy, thank you very much. Check out Andy's event at fortworthphotofest.com. Again, hey. fortworthphoto with an F, fest with an F, dot com, or Perfect. check out fortworthcamera.com, Facebook and Instagram, and we will see you next time. Thank Thanks, you, Andy. Mackenzie. Thank you.